The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Good morning. Happy Monday. It's March 20th. The year is 2023. It's 530 right now. It's another race for us, Steph. Woo woo. Um, that's some good news because I might have some bad news for you. What's the bad news so early this morning? Uh, well, I know that you drive a white Hyundai Elantra. Uh-huh. And I did see one with a tow notice on it downstairs in the parking lot today. Are you serious? I am serious. Is that yours? Did you put it down there today? Yeah, I did. I, I drove to work today because my uh, townhouse complex parking lot is getting towed sometime this morning when I'm going to be at work. And so I just dropped it off. What is it? 530 right now? I dropped it off like an hour and a half ago. Well, two hours Sean, ago. I don't know when the tow truck men wake up, but you might want to get down there and move it before they do. Okay. Meanwhile, who <laughs> ha- in between? Who's who's putting tickets on vehicles at th- three, four in the morning? I think it's the person who thinks your vehicle must have been there all night because there's no way that anybody else would be awake at this ungodly what hour. A, what an idiot! What wow. A, <laughs> no. What is he doing? Like, is he just blatantly throwing tickets on things? Well, I mean, it seems that way. I was surprised it was a tow notice because usually it's like a, a green ticket and then it's a tow notice a couple days <laughs> later but yours has escalated very quickly like he might be confused about maybe there's another white Hyundai Elantra that usually parks down there and he's like that I've is, seen this guy before that is so bizarre okay well, I'm gonna have to go talk to someone apparently <laughs> have some calm words and see if you can get you idiots that's <laughs> my calm words calm. you idiots calmer kinder we just got through four straight days of all day basketball Steph, how many hours did you put in watching the games? Oh, Sean, not a single minute. Not a minute? Not a second. Ugh. Well, I'm sorry. Well, no worries. We've you're doing better than me. I'll just cut straight to the chase. Over really? Here. We filled out brackets for March Madness, the the men's basketball championship in in college basketball down south in America, and it proves that you don't have to put hours of research in to be all that great at it because you are kicking my butt. Maybe your teams just got stage fright knowing that you were watching them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Won. I don't know what happened here, but but you have 30 picks right after the weekend, and I have 29, so you're only beating me by one. Oh, okay. But Still, still beating you, though. I, I... 100%. But looking like in, let's say, the final four teams. We started with 64-plus. Uh, final four, kind of looking at, I have one team left in my final four. One out of four. Oh, dear. That I predicted. You have three out of four left. Oh, all right. So I'm doing better and better than you? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, better now, and the future's looking better for future games. I will say I had Purdue winning it all, and they lost in a historic fashion. Uh-oh. Um, and so they're all ranked 1 through 16 in each of their quadrants, and only once in the history of this tournament has a one seed played a 16, so first versus last, and only once has it happened where the one seed lost, and that was like five years ago. It happened again, and oh, Purdue, no. who I predicted to win it all in this little bracket, had it happen for the second time in history. Shoot, <laughs> that is some stage fright happening right there. Yeah, the, the team you had winning it all, Marquette, Marquette, Michigan. What up? Yeah, they also lost. Ah, yeah, they they lost uh, yesterday. Man, I had some high hopes for that team. I was like, "You I, are my home team. This is going to be great." Yeah, I had high hopes for them too, but they uh, couldn't pull it out. You want to know who they lost to? Sure. An- another Michigan school, Michigan State, the State College. Michigan State. Where even is that? Grand Rapids. Spartans. Uh, East Lansing. Lansing. Okay, yeah. I've been there too, but <laughs> I was going for Marquette because that's where my parents' kitchen is from. <laughs> Unbelievable.
The sun was shining so great this weekend. And especially when you were inside the windows, it was like, oh my gosh, I can feel that sun on my face. Mm-hmm. And I know it's melting the snow out there. And it's also just giving me like the best, like fresh out of the dryer vibes ever. <laughs> yeah. And so I decided to have a cat nap. I like laid down in the best spot on my couch to catch as much sun as I can. And I was like, this is great. And on your face? Yes. How did you nap like that with the just beaming you? Oh, it was great, Sean. It was like as if you were just, you know, sitting in the warmest spot ever with with the best kind of heater on you. Okay. Um, but then when I woke up, I thought like, Oh, dear. Am I going to get a sunburn? You are a little red. I don't know if it's the red light that we have on, like with the microphones, or if it's your face, or a little combo of both. It's a good question. Like, can you actually lay in the sun as a cat and not get sunburned or not do damage to your skin? Yeah, I I think it depends on the window, I'm pretty sure. But, like, I'm thinking of, like, when I'm driving, like a car window. And obviously, like when you have your shoulder or your arm and you're doing a long drive along the highway and the sun's just beating down, like definitely I've gotten a red arm afterwards. Yeah, well, I just looked it up and actually it's the way that the UV rays come through your window. So apparently, usually your house windows will block out the ones where you get like an immediate burn on your skin, but they don't block out the ones that do further damage deep into your epidermis that cause wrinkles, Jeez. age spots, and perhaps cancer later on. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I guess my cat nap wasn't the best idea ever. I'm going to have to wear sunscreen inside now. Close those blinds next time. Get a better <laughs> nap in you. No. Steph, you're the chocolate bar queen over there, so I have a question <laughs> on how you eat specific chocolate bars, okay? okay? I'm not talking like Mars bar where it's just clearly a bar. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm talking more, let's say, caramel, Kit Kat. They have the indents in them, so if you want, you can break them away. If, if you want. That's the instructions. Well, no, you don't have to. And so okay. I, I think this is leading into my question here. <laughs> you're not sharing the chocolate bar, okay? It has the indents. Are you breaking it off or are you just biting it as a as a whole? I'm breaking it off. Why? Are you trying to tell me that you bite it as a whole? Like a Kit Kat bar, you're just like, ah, they've given me clear instructions, but I shall bite all three of these from the side. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not bite two of the bars at the same time? Because when you bite them, then they just break apart anyway, do they not? No, no, you just eat it as a whole thing. And then you can just go about it as a big old bar. Nope, that's not (laughs) how it goes. Also, like with the square ones, they've literally given you bite-sized pieces of chocolate that you just can bite, break off into little four, they're perfect size. In my opinion, they're too small. And I want a bigger bite. On Do you those. take a bigger bite than that? Yeah, I bite like one and a half. <laughs> okay, we just got a text in from Laura. She just said, I'm with Sean. Hey! He must be a savage as well. I'm sorry, Laura. This sounds crazy. 780-791-1037. Thank you, Laura, for texting in. But yeah, I had this one. It was called the Melka Bar. And it was, uh, it, it's just like milk chocolate. And it's kind of just like a different filling of chocolate on the inside. Uh-huh. And so I, I had a an Oreo one on the inside. There was like a strawberry filling as well. And it's just, it's like chocolate, like strawberry chocolate type of thing or, or like chocolate Oreo. And and I, I, I peeled off a layer, so three of the squares. Yeah. And I just felt like I was feeding myself as a child. And I was like, you know what? I'm eating the rest of this bar as one giant chocolate instead of a bunch of tiny little squares. Okay, as tiny little squares, though, did you break them off and make them a stack? Or were you just like, I'm just going to shove this three pieces all still connected in my mouth? I, I, I did it each individual square. So that's when I was breaking it off and I was eating just square by square by square, one at a time. I was like, I'm too impatient for this. I need I need a bigger bite. 
Do you think that they make these chocolate bars with the indents with the intention that you would share them? Were they like, this is too large of a portion for you. Take note. We've made it easy to share. Yeah, I think it's the versatility where you can, it's like a choose your own adventure type of thing. It's like, you can share this if you want, or if you're eating it alone, just be like Sean and just go all ham on it. Be like Steph and keep your hands clean. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am a sucker for those shows that Nick and Vanessa Lachey host. Oh, and what, did they come up with that new one, Perfect Match? Or yeah, whatever? Perfect Match. Watched that weeks ago. Loved Love is Blind. Can't wait for March 24th for that to come out. Yeah. And then last week, I discovered that I had yet to watch The Ultimatum. And oh. so I took that in as well. Oh, yeah. Take it all in. <laughs> they do a pretty good job at it, though, I will say. The, exactly, exactly. And... I was so impressed with Vanessa's um, interviewing skills throughout the entire Ultimatum show, but also just during the tell-all afterwards. She just remained calm, asked such good questions, and was able to be like, hey, I see what you're saying, but let me just ask this person this. So I thought, you know what? I think there isn't enough positivity in the world. I'm going to shoot this lady a message and tell her that I think she's great. You slid into her DMs? I slid into her DMs. I went over to Instagram, looked her up. I was like, okay, I follow her so that I can message her and then I go to message her and Instagram says please read our community standards before messaging and ensure that you are being kind like basically this big thing about not sending hate mail to Vanessa Lachey interesting yeah I wonder I guess when you probably how many do you see how many followers she had oh over a million yeah so I wonder when you get to like a certain follower count you just your inbox is probably just inundated with just like hundreds of thousands of messages that it probably gives you like the T's and C's like before you DM them yeah well I think this one was saying like don't be a troll and don't be a jerk Make sure that you're sending something nice. And I was like, that's literally what I came here for. I wanted to be nice. I wanted to say, hey, I really like your interview skills. You're a pro and you're awesome. Are you expecting a response? Absolutely not. Okay. I, I don't want a response. I just wanted to put something kind in her inbox and thought like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to compliment yeah. whoever it is when you see them doing something great. So I was going to tell her something nice. And Instagram was like, hold up. If you're not planning on saying something nice, change your course. Abort mission. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to say something nice in my Instagram DMs. Aww. You've never done that for me. Sean, you just react to things. I send you reels all the time and you're like... <laughs> Ha, funny, saw it. Not gonna say anything. So it just I, I want you to just send you just send reels to me. You don't send nice messages. You don't know what's in the reel because you never watch it. Maybe it's actually my face being like, Sean, you're the best co host in the world. I just love you so much. Please tell me another okay, story. Fair. Very fair. I don't watch them. <laughs> we went on the radio last week saying Parks Canada opening their website with a staggered start this year because last year overloaded lots of crashes, hey? Four years they've been overloading and lots of crashes. It's about time they updated this website. Did you try and do any of the early ones? Did any of those campsites intrigue you when it opened last week? Not yet. How about this week? I think some more backcountry camping in Jasper is today okay. at uh, 8 a.m. The backcountry camping in Jasper, I'm not going to do it this year, but I want to recommend one, which mm. is Moraine, uh, oh, Moline Lake. Moline is so nice. It is so beautiful. And they have campsites that you can paddle to. So there's oh, wow. uh, no gas powered boats allowed on the lake. Yeah. So you have to either paddle or have like a car battery in your boat. Um, but they have them situated throughout. So you paddle 12 kilometers, get to sleep for the night, paddle another 10, and then you're at like the other end of the lake. It's so cool. But those fill up. I spent 12 hours on Parks Canada two really? summers ago trying to get those campsites. And I ended up with the first weekend in June and the ice had gone out the day that we got there. 
or the a week in the <laughs> middle of September that was like, what is happening? So I would suggest that as a campsite, but also suggest that you log on at eight o'clock. Yeah, I've done I've done the lazy way. I've done the boat that takes you out to Spirit Island. Oh. I've done that a couple times, and it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I didn't have to go through the grueling uh, paddling of it all, but I've seen the paddlers when I t- I've taken the boat. Yes, yes, and the boat gives you a ton of waves, and you're like, okay, just like this is glacier water. It's yeah, very cold. Yeah, it's Don't come in my boat. If you want that experience that Steph just described, it opens at 8 a.m. this morning. You heard of the points guy, Sean? What? The points guy? No. Okay, well, he has like a daily email that tells you when the best time to book your flights is. He tells you the best reward programs and stuff. Mm. And he's come out with a new reel of some code words. Of? Of what flight attendants use to talk to each other so they know what's going on. plain lingo. Yeah. Okay. Ready for this? Sure. Gate lice. Gate lice. Gate lice. Sounds awful. Yeah. It's a term used to describe the clumps of passengers that gather around the boarding area ahead of the flight. Oh. Ooh, are I you a gate them. lice? No, I'm like, wait till the last second, almost miss my flight lice. <laughs> I'm sitting in my comfy outside chair as long as I can. I am not a gate lice whatsoever, but I do get confused by them because when they call my boarding number, I always try and get behind them in line. And my husband is always like, they haven't been called yet. Come up here. And I'm just like, are you sure? Like, he, like, says it loudly, and I get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. If you ever hear a flight attendant refer to you as a, quote, raft assistant on... Raft assistant? Have you ever I, been referred to as that? I've never been referred to as one, but I can kind of guess it's like the if worse comes to worse, you're going to help out type of thing. They, they're, like, they're, like, picking you out. Like, you're going to help. You are probably either good looking and fit <laughs> and therefore a good candidate for being second in command oh, on a life raft yeah. or they think you're really attractive. Other words crew may use to describe passengers they like. Bob is short for best on board. They could also refer to you by your seat assignment disguised as a destination. Just one example, if you are in seat 6C, a crew member may say, I'd love to do six days in Cancun. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I got to start really listening. Seeing, no kidding. Seeing who is Bob or. <laughs> to be honest, I have never heard really flight attendants talk other than like, do, do you want crackers or do you want a drink? Like, I have never heard them talk. Maybe because I always have headphones in, but. Well, I think they're also very busy. Like, I think unless you're um, sitting like by the bathrooms, which is by where their seats are and they're taking a break, they don't have time to be looking at you and being like, oh. There's a bob in C6. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) However, this one's a little scary. If, on the other hand, someone refers to you as a Philip, watch out. It's short for people I'd like to punch. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to say that Philip really gets the short end of the stick, if that's your name. First off, it means lover of horses, which is just a strange... That's a weird fun fact, but I love it. (laughs) It's so weird. That's why I know it. Um, But then as well, then now it's like people I'd like to punch. It's like, I'm so sorry to Phillips that you get stuck with this, but I'm certainly going to start using it in my regular lingo. Cross that that name off the baby list, too. You don't want to name your kid that. Happy first day of spring. Yeah, some would say it's the first day of spring. The spring equinox is today. You want me to, you know what that is? Uh, Nope. Give it to me. Break it down. I will. I'll break it down for you. It happens when uh, the Earth's tilt. It's just right. You know? It's just right. Just Uh, right. (laughs) The sun is directly over the equator is what it means. So uh, for a majority of the world, day and night are almost exactly the same length as pretty much everyone else. And we are not 
the rest of the world. We are northern, and so we are almost normal. Sunrise is officially at 7.28 a.m. Sunset officially 7.37. So we're about nine minutes off here. Wow, but 12 hours of daylight. Hello, spring. No kidding. And I guess we're going to have more daylight than dark light <laughs> moonlight <laughs> i thought you were saying then the rest of the world because we're so lucky to live from so here far on north. out yeah from here on out until we hit the whatever the fall equinox is that's i think what it is all right the fall equinox um also though i feel like this weekend spring came a couple days early um all of my neighbors were out doing yard work moving things around oh, yeah. in their driveways kind of chipping away at ice but as well i heard kids playing like Ew. it just felt like the whole what <laughs> Sorry, not a kids playing type of person. Wow. I'm like, ugh, quiet down over there. I'm trying to watch basketball. <laughs> no, it felt like the whole neighborhood woke up again. Like we've all been hiding inside for months and just only going outside to shovel when we absolutely have to. And this was like, I would like to be outside because the sun is shining and it's warming the back of my neck. Yeah, crazy. yeah. I feel I feel the shoveling part of things. I think mean, now that it's like nice out, people are getting like their workout of that four foot of snow that we got. They're finally like shoving that into the road yeah. and like getting it out from wherever it they don't want it to be so true well happy spring happy equinox happy 12 hours of daylight plus nine minutes what she said the monday after have you ever heard of the emotional hedge steph the emotional hedge i have not yeah well i i, I didn't think so because it's a kind of like a sports gambling term okay and so it's betting against your favorite team you're betting against your emotions essentially and so what I did in the basketball world, college basketball is going on right now. I cheer for a team called the Auburn Tigers. Mm -hmm. And in the first round, they were playing the Iowa Hawkeyes. And so what I did, I bet on Iowa to win. Oh. And I bet like 20 bucks on Iowa to win. That's a big bet against your own team. Yeah, because then how it works is if my, like, am I willing to lose 20 bucks in order for my team to get to the next round is how I look at it. Oh. And so if my team wins in real life, I'm happy. I don't care about that 20 bucks. I envision it like I paid 20 bucks for a ticket to the game. Okay. That type of thing. So if they lose, whatever. Or if they, if they win, whatever. I pay 20 bucks to watch the game. Okay. I'm totally fine with that. If they lose, then I'm 20 bucks richer. And now I get that 20 bucks max and I also get an extra 20 because I bet against them. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. So, um, all that to say, are you 20 bucks richer or are you just happy that you paid 20 bucks to watch the game? Well, Auburn beat Iowa, and so I lost that 20 bucks. But then they played Houston, and uh, I bet again on that bad boy, and Houston won. So I got some money out of it. So did you break even? or No, I lost a, I lost a little bit. But it, in the end, I got some back because I bet against it, so it was all worth it. Okay, glad to hear it. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be an Auburn Tiger. I'd be pretty offended. Closed captioning people and court reporters, they have a special way of going about, like, typing things. Have you ever seen the videos of this? No, I haven't. Okay, so they have these special keyboards, at least some of them. I've seen some videos. I don't know if it's widespread across, like, every single one. But essentially how I understand it is they have a keyboard, and they actually go to school. And they learn how to type so fast that basically you just push down all of the letters of the word and then it will understand what you're doing. So you can just wow. constantly just be like, I have a banana on the desk here. <laughs> and then you just type like you just push all those letters and then it'll, it'll understand what sentence you're trying to write. That is an impressive form of AI. OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. And I, I always thought closed captioning was just like 
automated. But I think sometimes there is a person behind it. Yeah, I think a lot of time there is because oftentimes, you know, on the on the news screen anyway, you'll see them backspace the letters that they were <laughs> typing and, and retype it when it comes out really wrong and make changes the news story completely. Yeah, I was at the I was at the gym the other day and I was just watching. Uh, it was all off and the closed captioning. All the sound was off and the closed captioning was on. And I think maybe someone was in training. It was like two in the <laughs> afternoon on a weekday. And so it was like a, a high viewership wasn't in seven at the time for two in the afternoon on like a Wednesday or something. So maybe they just threw the rookie out and they're just like, hey, try your hand at this. Oh my goodness, was it hilariously bad? And I just wanted to like pat the person on the back. Like, <laughs> it, and I don't know why, but it was just every word was just wrong. I don't even know how to like read it to you. Like, and I think it makes sense with, um, learning this because i know about this keyboard and to just see them like button mashing and just trying to make sense of like the words i'm just like oh my goodness <laughs> and uh but now i'm like so curious about how they go i need to go rewatch all these videos on these like old closed captioning keyboards yeah it would certainly be interesting and i mean the question as well remains like is chat gtp gonna take over and are there gonna be closed captioners still because I do see every once in a while those come up kind of in a Facebook ad they're like oh you could earn money from home by being a closed captioner right. but I'm always like I am the worst typer ever I type very fast but every second word is spelled incorrectly so hey. it would be very interesting to try that out if if this afternoon commercial indication of the closed captioning I just saw <laughs> we could all be making money on closed captioning <laughs> it's been a ton of fun but it's time for us to get out of here yeah two lasting thoughts for today lasting thoughts all right uh, happy spring equinox at 324 in the afternoon. Sean, you just really want to sound smart about the spring equinox. I'm just educated. This is what we do. We educate people on this show, okay? <laughs> and I'm just the one that's educating today. All right, all right. You level <laughs> up your lexicon and your brain with spring equinox facts. That's right. And uh, thought number two, time to go see if our cars are towed because apparently we can't park here anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was going to go back down after an hour and see if I got a tow notice and I forgot. <laughs> At 5.30 this morning, we got, or you noticed tow notices on our vehicles when literally we park here. Yeah, we just come here here in the morning to come to work but it said no overnight parking and it was like do we work in the middle of the night or do we work in the very yeah. early morning <laughs> i don't know let's see if we have cars <laughs> goodbye it's how do you doctor us hope it's looking on the bright side want more of today's show download the mixed mornings and more podcast now available every weekday